0: Hey, Christian podcasters and creatives. It is time for the event of the year, the 2023 Spark Media Podcast Conference and Award Ceremony. Come connect with trailblazers, authors, publishers, Christian speakers, business leaders, and more this fall in Houston, Texas on September 28th to the 30th. Learn from industry experts and celebrate the most captive voices in Christian podcasting. The Spark Media ignite event is more than a conference it is a celebration of christian community where passion meets kingdom innovation don't miss out come spark your soul message and ignite your voice at the 2023 spark media podcast conference and award ceremony get your tickets today at sparkmedia.ventures You are listening to the Spark Influence podcast with Spark Media founders, Peter and Misty Phillip. Spark Influence is a podcast about living a life with intention in marriage, family, ministry, and as business leaders. This show is brought to you by the Spark Media Podcast Network. Visit sparkmedia.ventures for more inspiring podcasts.
1: Hey there, welcome back to the Spark Influence Podcast. This is Peter and Misty joining you again.
0: Welcome back, y'all, to another episode of the podcast. Our mission is to empower you to be intentional in your marriage, family, business, and as leaders. And today's topic is something that is very close to our hearts. We are going to talk about keeping the love alive and the home fires burning. Now, this week, we celebrate 31 years of marriage. Can you believe that? Yeah. It's amazing. It's been all of the things when you get married, you know, it's for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, for sick, in sickness and health and all the things. But over the years, we've seen many of our friends and, and people we've gone to church with. We've seen the example of, and even in our parents, what a great marriage is. But we've also, unfortunately, over the years, seen several Christians getting divorced, actually as many as unbelievers. So I think that this is a, a a crucial topic for us to discuss, especially since the stress and pace of our everyday lives can sometimes take a toll on relationships. But the good news is that we have the power to keep the spark alive. So let's dive right in, babe. From your perspective, what's one of the first steps towards keeping love alive in a relationship?
1: It's a complicated question, I think because we probably would have to roll back and define love. And then what that looks like is not the super saccharine worldview of love. That's not that thing, right? You don't fall into it. It's a conscious decision. But I think for us, it's communication, like really, really communicating, right? If you honor me and I trust you and I adore you and you lift me up and we have all, we meet each other's, sort of needs and things that build us up, those all foster tremendous amounts of love, but it's it's the way we communicate and the fact that we don't ever let our communication falter that keeps those channels wide open for us. And, and that really fosters a tremendous amount of love, at least from my perspective.
0: No, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I think the key to any strong relationship is communications. And this means not only speaking your truth, but actively listening to your partner and actively listening is a skill. I think that we can all improve upon because I know sometimes you'll say something and I'll be on my phone, you know, putting a post on social media and then I'll, I'll stop and say, what did you say? You were like, you weren't listening to me at all. (laughs) And so I think in, in our busy world of, of the world that we live in, it, We've got to find time to set our phones down, be intentional about our communication. So I think that that's critical. But I also think... I know for me, at least, when we are really busy and things are really stressful, like we're in that kind of season right now where I'm preparing for the, the SPARK conference along with all of the many other things that I do with my business and as a wife and a mom. And you're working on multiple projects at the same time. And and I can need something from you and get short if I don't, you know, if you don't respond the way that I want you to, or you're doing something else, or it takes more time or, or whatever the thing is um and so I think that's definitely where keeping lines of communication open for me to com- be able to communicate these are the things that I need right now and you say well these are the things that I need right now and then we say well maybe maybe I'm not making dinner tonight or you're making dinner maybe we're ordering food or whatever it is that's gonna ease our burden and ease our load
1: yeah I mean there's a lot of Uh, There's so much to talk about this, but i like to your, to your earlier point, like sometimes you may say something and you don't realize how you said it. And we communicate really quickly where I'm going to say, look, this is, this is how, and and we address it right then. We don't separate and go seethe and boil and let it become something that it really wasn't in the first place. Because I'll say, you know what? I don't really like the way you said that. Like that made me feel not good. I don't. I don't like that. Like you shouldn't have said that.
0: And I'll be like, what? What? Like Like, I'm just serious and thinking, and like I'm like ticking off the things off the list. Like ba 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 ba. And you're like, "Mm, no, you could have said, hey, sweetie, can you? And then you're like,
1: I am sorry. or vice versa. Like you're like you talk to me really gruffly. Like that was not. You don't tell me to do that. You know, like, don't speak to don't me. Don't be mean way. to me. Right. Exactly. So <laughs> uh, but those are good little, little steps. And, and then, but those, you know, we used to have this saying uh, as a couple where it's like, if you let things become an issue, they're pebbles. And you if you don't mess with, the, if you don't address the pebbles, they'll become boulders. And before you know it, there's a wall that you've built between each other. And, and even pebbles can trip you up. Try riding a skateboard on the sidewalk and run over a pebble and see what happens to you. And so
0: pebble in your shoe can be awfully irritating. uh, It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
1: So, uh, so we really make, we're consciously addressing that. And I think the other thing about this is that I I really, I adore you and that I'm a champion for you, right? I love championing your causes. I love, I love, I support you in everything you do fully in my heart. And I make sure you know that. And that's important for you to feel supported and know that. And it's a huge uplift. And you are the same for me. Like, you'll know, like, you know, when I have a, a something I, really important with a client or I have an, a meeting or something that's important, you're like, okay, kids, let's go to the store. And you're like, just shoot, would get everybody out of the house. And like, you'd get the quiet and, you know, or you, you're very conscious of making sure that we're, that I'm really supported and being able to perform and do what I need to do. And those things are just massive, right? Because they translate later into, you know, the tenderness and the intimacy that we can, have with each other because all those other things that may have been in the way in the day prevent the intimacy from ever occurring that intimate time with each other when yeah. we're, when we're express, expressive, open and vulnerable with each other, we can do that. Not if we've been irritated with each other all day and we've had problems and issues that doesn't work.
0: You're absolutely right. And, you know, I want to linger here for just another minute. I think it's more than just hearing the words that we say to each other. It's also understanding the emotions and the feelings behind those words. Because sometimes you'll say something to me or I'll say something to you. And it's really I mean, I just think about what I'm going through right now personally, some things that I'm going through. And I I tried to address some things with you, and I felt like you were, you know, kind of brushing me off. But then when I was like, hey, And then you were like, oh, there's, this is a big, this is a bigger thing than just the thing, the words that she's saying right now. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so it's, it's understanding the emotion. And, and so you really have to be connected. Or, or I think about the other day in the car when you were like, where'd you go? Like, I didn't say a word. You're just driving. I'm there. But you knew in my mind that like, I wasn't present in the moment. And you're like,
1: when you leave, like I can tell when your mind leaves, you're
0: like, uh, where'd you go?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I I know, I mean, we've, we've, we're very intimately intertwined. We've been together a long time and I can tell the second you leave the room in your head or your conversation, like I can tell when you leave. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually not good because you're casting it <laughs> off to something. <laughs> I'm like, come back.
0: I was just thinking. I was just thinking. Just yeah. thinking. Well, I think another significant aspect of keeping the home fires burning and alive is spending quality time together. And this doesn't necessarily mean doing doing anything extravagant. It could be as simple as Going to the grocery store together, cooking dinner, taking a walk, or just sitting down and talking about our day—it's those small moments that bring us closer together. Some of the things that we enjoy doing are, are hanging out in the pool together, or you know, coming together in the the kitchen, or or you go smoke meat for us, and I go outside and sit outside with you while you're cooking. And I think that that quality time that we spend together also really helps to keep those fires burning. And it's about maintaining warmth and comfort with one another in our home and, you know, keep providing a, an environment that is not chaotic, but just that, that fosters love. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think people somewhat confuse that full Unbridled intimacy uh, with each other, with lack of privacy. I, I, I've I've talked to pe- couples who are who have this sort of strange designation where they they're like, well, I've still got to maintain myself, and I've got my own bank account, and and we you know, and we we it, there's some strange separations there, and and I try to encourage them to look when you when when the wife cleaves to the husband, like when you are together, when you cleave together. It's both ways, not just one. It's both ways. That that is a complete involvement, a complete intertwining. right? you cannot extricate one from the other. Very difficult. And but that doesn't mean that there's lack of privacy. There's it. It just means that there's a, a a really deep deep connection with each other, and and you share most things. Like for us, we don't have any air between us. Like we we're very very intertwined and, and intimate. By me, I don't mean it in 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 sort of the the, the The bedroom way, I mean intimate in that our relationship is very intimate. And whether it's, you know, you get up before me almost always because you're like a five o'clock person and I am in no way a five o'clock person. (laughs) And you have your quiet time and then our routine would be I get up and make the coffee. And then I bring the coffee to you, bring bring you a cup, me a cup, and then we may just sit on the couch and talk. And we do that. Almost every day, like, unless there's some, you know, event.
0: And, and sometimes we even will both start our work, but we'll just be there together.
1: We're in the same room, sitting at the t- kitchen table sometimes, just to hang out and work. Yeah, 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 we did
0: that the other day, and it was such a sweet little time of, of intimacy. I, I That really fueled me for the day, just having, you know, quiet time with you before the boys got up for us to just be together. And, and I think that that's important as well. Love isn't just a feeling, it's an action. And it's about the little things that we do every day to show our partner that we love and appreciate them. And this includes showing gratitude, being supportive, showing affection, keeping the fun and spontaneity alive in the relationship. So you'll like tease me or chase me around the house. I do chase and, you quite a bit. <laughs> and just, I think, I think for you, I know that words of affirmation are very important to you so building you up and just checking in with you is everything going okay i'll pop into your study if you're in there working and i'll bring you a, a cup of tea or I'll, sometimes i'll just come sit and and listen in and just listen hang out, in, yeah. just hang out and just like it's fun though keeping our worlds connected i think that is really the thing is a lot of couples i think i see they have like you were saying they have kind of these separate lives They're and roommates
1: and, right we talked about this before yeah. like, don't be roommates man you're not roommates you're a, mar- you're a married couple it's a very different thing
0: well and I think it's important remember why you fell in love with one another in the first place like what was that spark for a uh, lack of a better word like what ignited that relationship between you and how can you nurture that connection every day and I think for us one of the the things that we've done as a family is we've we've played golf together, and it's something that we can do with our kids. It's something that we can do together as a couple. So we're about to go on a little trip for our anniversary, and we're gonna put we're gonna play a little golf. Yep. And uh, we don't take it really seriously, so we both have fun, and we just get to like hang out and be with one another. It's a good thing.
1: It is a good thing. We we're, we're able to do nothing together which is hard for lots of couples. Like the quiet time's difficult, uh, you know. Uh, we can be in the car and sometimes if we listen to something, we just don't, we don't have to talk. You have lots of words, more than me, so you like to talk, and I get that. But that's part of our relationship, right? But th- that ability to be to be intimate, whether it's doing something or doing nothing, or we still get to feed each other in those activities,
0: Yeah, like sometimes we'll sit on the porch outside. We've got a really comfortable uh, couch and we'll sit out there and I'll just lay my head on you and and we'll have a show on and we'll watch it and just kind of chill out and just have a good time. You're right. And then sometimes we'll have like these deep conversations when we do those things and that's really fun too. We recently went on a date night, which date nights are important and uh, on that yeah. yeah. On that on that date night, we just had a fat I mean, we did dinner at like nine o'clock at night, which is something that we just don't do. But it was really fun to be nine thirty. We went to Nine thirty. Yeah, it, right. was yeah, like, it was nine thirty. Yeah. We're very, pretending
1: like we're from Brazil, right? Yeah. <laughs> it South was, America.
0: It was very spontaneous and it was a great atmosphere for people watching and it, it I think stimulated lots of conversations, which I thought were really fun.
1: And that and that comes from being selfless with your partner, right? I did, you know me, like I don't want to leave the house. Like, I really <laughs> don't care. And to really plan to go to dinner at nine thirty on a Saturday, like that's ask that's asking a lot. And you didn't ask; I offered it because I knew that's something you would like. Now I would never coordinate <laughs> dinner again next to a theater that is showing the Barbie movie. <laughs> And a country concert was going on at the same time at the, at the pavilion in the Woodlands. So I, in hindsight, I should have probably prepared for that a little better, but, um, but I know those things feed you and you like those things. Right. And that's, I, I do those because you like that. Right. It's not because it's, I had a burning urge to go to a very much chick restaurant. Like that was <laughs> a insanely girly restaurant, uh, but it was fun. We had a great time. It was, it was a blast. You got to be dressed up. You look fabulous. Right. And just we had a blast and we even got to spend time in the car because it was really hard to leave with all the (laughs) 50,000 concert goers taking off. But but those are just things that um, that deposited a lot of love in your bank account. Yeah. You know, and but
0: I think it did for you as well, because I I think that the the, well, but also just I think the conversations, because you said to me like at least three times afterwards, I really had a good time last night. Thanks so much. It was much. the us time. It, it the restaurant just...
1: faded away, which is a good sign, right? Like I could, when I was not watching all the really weird people around us, I, you you can make the the room melt for me. So, and the room just kind of dissolves away, and that happened. That was a good time.
0: Yeah, that is that. I think that comes with age, and and not just are aging but the years that we've been together mm-hmm. you know we have a, a level of int- intimacy at 31 years that we and we've talked about this before i don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast but when you're first together everything's new and shiny and there's an excitement about it but there's also a lot of insecurity sure and yeah. so when You know, being together for as long as we have and knowing that we're both flawed, knowing that we will always, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what's happened, if there's been an argument or a disagreement or whatever, that we're going to wake up the next day with one another, we're going to make up, we're going to be with one another. Now, we're not supposed to let the sun go down on our anger. So what I'm saying is that we just know that we're always going to repair, there's Nothing grievous that happens between us that we can't fix, right?
1: Or that we don't fix and address quickly. Right, and I think
0: that's key because, and you touched on this before, because those irritants, if you just let it go and let it go and let it go, um, they can become big things. Yeah,
1: ignore that wound and watch it get infected. Like, and and it'll grow. You gotta be careful and you gotta clean it quick and address it immediately.
0: Yeah, and I think that, our personal growth and we we have talked about this as well but it's important for us to do the things that we know fuel us and feed us so that we can show up into the relationship whole and healthy so that we can be there for one another
1: yeah i don't like the new current terminology like the whole self care and all that other stuff like taking care of yourself is taking care of yourself like made the things you got to do if it's exercise or if it's It's reading or cooking or whatever it is you do that kind of helps you get through what you need to get through is separate from all of the things you'll get from your spouse that they should provide you. So they should be filling your tank up as well, right? But you need to put some, put some gas in the tank on your own and your spouse can really help fill it up. And those two together can really just get you going. Right. Uh, And then, and, and it's vice versa. It works both ways in the, in the relationship um and we have a we do that really well i think I, I think we do it we know what the other one needs after a long time of a lot of honesty and messing up and then we're we've got that down and we're conscious of making sure we're filling it up
0: yeah and i think one of the really 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 important things that we did early on in our relationship was take the word divorce off the table completely off the table not an option so it might be uncomfortable for a little while until we figure it out but really we have friends who will have arguments where they won't talk to one another for days on end I
1: just can't see that That's And so we weird. just
0: can't I mean we am
1: um, t- too much maybe from me because sometimes I would be like let's resolve this right now and I'm chasing you down and you're like <laughs> just give me 5 minutes leave me alone <laughs> you know and uh I had to learn I mean I had to learn I grew up in a house where there was almost never conflict, but when there was, it was resolved, boom, right then on the spot, right? And you not so much, and it took me time to learn the style with which learning how to fight is more important than learning how to live with each other. Like, it's really important to learn how to fight. I couldn't stress that more than anything because you're going to fight. If you think you're not, well, you're an idiot because you're going to fight. Like, I don't care. Everyone has an argument at, at some level. Um, it may not be like a huge screaming match and storm out the door and get my keys and I'm going to stay at the Radisson or whatever. Like that's not how it works, but <laughs>
0: the Radisson. I, I, just, I don't know why that
1: just came to my head, but you know, I was going to say the Marriott, but maybe not. And so learning how it's just like learning to love techniques with each other. Like what feeds you, and what makes you happy and what are the things that you need to do for me and how I treat you and what you like treated. Same with an argument, man. How are you going to be at react? How are you going to behave? What are the touch points? Like, Am I going to be selfish and know that I can push all these buttons? You don't bring stuff up from the past, right, and drag it up and have that vault of things to throw. Like all those things just make arguments and foster absolute anarchy, right, in a relationship. And so we had to learn. Like for me it was you just, if you got mad, you would want to leave and go to the other room, and I would come after you and be like, hey, 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 let's do that. You're like, stop, you're suffocating me. Like get away from me, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and and I was at the time, but I, 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 I didn't want us to not, Resolve it. And that, that was... Well,
0: know. and I think that for me came from... Because my parents did not do that. Yeah, right. And... Yeah, um, you were
1: taught You were taught how to argue by your parents.
0: Right. And in a not... In a healthy way. And so... Yeah. It's been really great for us to have this style of communication and and the way that we treat one another. And then we've been able to pass that down to our kids where it's the same kind of thing with our kids. If there's a problem, we're always like, come to us first, let's talk it out, let's let's nip this in the bud. And for our oldest son, when, when his wife came into the family, I think she, she wasn't quite sure. Yeah, of, she was a little shell shocked. She think. was a little like, shell shocked because uh, it's not the way her family operates. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that loud Italian heritage that you <laughs> brought to the marriage is, has been a good thing. It's been yeah, a really good it, thing.
1: It was started early for you. Cause you would talk to my mom and she's like, why are they yelling? She's like, no, honey, they're just talking. Like this that, that, is how we, we, we I mean, it was, it was an argument. It essentially looked like an argument, right? And my brother and I could argue like nobody. But it was just us, like, having a conversation. We're hashing it out. Like, that was what we did. And then we were all done and everybody was fine. And we sat down and finished dinner. Like, that's that's the method with which we... Which I grew up, and that was usually just between like my brother and I, or my dad and I having a oh, conversation. Oh, no, I remember
0: coming into the family and just sitting there, not ever saying a word. Yeah, it's hard to get because, a word in my house yeah. because there was that all the words were flying in all directions <laughs> and about everything. And but yeah, it was, it was, it was that good, was that though. kitchen table stuff, man. that's right, that was the
1: importance of the kitchen table, right? Which we got all that stuff out, and so you transformed over time, right? It took time and effort on my side and your side to transform how we have disagreements. But that that even that goes to the fostering of how we treat each other the rest of the time. We're very conscious of building each other up and being very supportive, right? I, I see a lot of husbands not being super supportive of their wives. In their activities and they just kind of are dismissive. I've seen this for decades.
0: Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it as well too. And, and
1: that's not that doesn't help. It doesn't matter. Like so, there's an order and and there's a societal norm for how things happen. And circumstances are different for every family, so there may have to be circumstances to note that both have to work, and there is some childcare in the middle, or there's a babysitter, or or one can just work. And sometimes only a couple of times I've seen where the husband is the dad and the mom stays home. Mom works right. Cause she had a better job or it was more lucrative for her to be out or the more traditional model where the mom gets to stay home and, and, and raise the kids and, and the father works outside the house. But the, whatever the model is, the support should still be there regardless, right? There should be a large support. So if, even if it's to stay at home mom and she's like, I want to start a little business on the side and I want to do this with the kids while I'm home or uh, whatever it is, you should be all in, you should be all in on your spouse. Right. And you should support them and encourage them and say, let's do it. This sounds like a great idea, you know? And if it's tight, it's like, look, we can only budget like $500 and let's see where we go with it and and have it, have the conversation and, 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 and make it work and make it understand that this is how it is. Right. It's about sacrifice. So maybe it's, the man does less of something. Like if you're a golf fanatic, okay, you, know, you go every other week to play golf because that's going to save you $500 a weekend or $300 a weekend uh, in fees and you can support your spouse, right? Because you don't know what can flower and blossom. And this, if they feel supported, they're going to be a rock star always.
0: Yeah, I have witnessed that firsthand just from the way that you have treated me and supported me, and there's no way that I would be able to do all the things that I'm doing right now if not for your support – both from an emotional support, from you using your skills that you have to to help me in my business and in all of the different ways. It has been truly a blessing to have you champion me. And and not in like I don't have an attitude about like now I'm a empowered woman and I do all these things. It's really Lady boss, right? Yeah. It's it's still about that deferring to one another and helping one another and being there for one another and understanding that sometimes my things may need to take a backseat because what you're doing is the most important. But then you caring for me so much that you're like, my stuff's not always most important all the time. So it's a a give and a take and a balance. And then I was also going to say the same thing about forgiveness. Learning to forgive one another, I think is huge. And learning to let go of things because we're not always going to do everything right. We're going to get on each other's nerves. We're going to do, we're we're human, right? We're going to sin. But the sooner that we can nip that sin in the bud and confess our sins to one another and forgive one another when we've been wrong, the sooner we can get back to stoking the fires and the flames.
1: All that goes to that. Love doesn't keep a tally. If you're keeping a tally, you're not doing forgiveness right. Uh, Sorry, like you're not doing love. Uh, the right way. It doesn't tally for, for those forgivenesses. So, and all of those things go to just being super sexy. Like my support for you is a sexy thing to you. Cause you're like, this is really cool. He loves me like for real. And it's an always, it's an affirmation and, and it goes to the intimacy side of the conversation because you're enveloped in my love. You feel and understand that I truly and totally care for you and I, and vice versa. And those you cannot help but be newlyweds even 31 years later when that when when that's the behavior,
0: that's right. Well, we hope that these insights um, today have helped you and will help you to keep your love alive and your home fires burning. Remember, the strength of a relationship relies it it lies in the effort of both partners putting. Um, putting effort into it, and loving and caring for one another. So we thank you so much for joining us today on Spark Influence. Uh, Have a blessed day.